Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflection from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome to Reflections from the Heart. I'm Jim O'Day, your guest host, and I'm the Executive Director of Integrity Restored, which is a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. Every week we come together to break down the gospel, to study it, and to share how these inspired words can help us grow in our faith and in our daily lives. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to be with you today. And this week's gospel that we're talking about is Matthew 13, verses 44 to 52. And I'm going to right now say a quick prayer and then read this gospel. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for this time together. Thank you for this program. And, and thank you for everyone who is listening today. Lord, we ask that you fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit. Guide us and direct us. Give us wisdom to understand these words as we talk about them this week. Help them to be placed strongly and deeply in our hearts, in our minds, and in all that we do. Matthew 13 Verses 44 to 52. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls, when he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be, at the end of the age, the angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oftentimes, uh, this can be a difficult gospel. Well, at, 
least for me, a difficult gospel because number one, heaven is is so difficult to understand in our human capacity, in our human brains. And eternity, the same, similarly so. How can we, who have been bound by time and space, understand something that is timeless and potentially spaceless? So Jesus is trying to help us. And so he begins the commentary by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like. He's trying to use language that helps us to understand. And when we talk about uh, the kingdom of heaven, one of the things I I always uh, struggle with, because obviously we're all sinners, is that the kingdom of heaven is certainly where we want to end up for eternity, but the kingdom of heaven is also now on this earth. We should be striving for that. And so Jesus is trying to give us an understanding of why. When we talk about this, Matthew, uh, out of the four gospels, Matthew is one who uses kingdom of heaven. Um, The other authors all use kingdom of God. And I think that that helps us understand that, yes, it is the ultimate destination for us as believers, but it's also wherever the will of God is done. So the kingdom of God is also right now in our lives. Obviously, because all of us are sinners, we cannot do the perfect will of God here on earth and during our lives. But Jesus wants us to know that it is available, and he makes it available to us. So he's describing to us how truly important it is and how we should be striving for it at all times. How are all our decisions and actions and what we do should be made based upon the lens of, is it working for the kingdom of heaven? or working to get us to the kingdom of heaven, or working to help us understand the kingdom of heaven, or not. One of the things that we have to understand is, even though we have sins, even though we have difficulties, even though we have struggles, I always try and remind myself that being part of the kingdom of God is here and now as well. It's truly in our daily lives. It's listening to God, listening to his voice, reading his word, taking part in the sacrifice of the mass, understanding that life will be difficult, things will be bad, but God's will be done. And those things we have to want in the strongest way possible. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell us uh, in this in this scripture. Well, let's just start at the at the first first sentence. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again. Out of joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. So this this one line. Uh, I think is very, very important 
in us trying to understand why we should be so focused on the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God in our daily lives. If, if we don't know anything about this person who found this treasure buried in a field, but you know it was so incredible because Jesus says, out of joy, joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field, to make sure he has that. And so Jesus is telling us in this parable that out of joy, we should be working for the kingdom every day, protecting in our own lives and the lives of our families what is important to us, and that should be the kingdom of God. In the next sentence, he talks to us that the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. So there's two different things here. The first is for for the guy who just found this treasure, he wasn't even looking for it, and yet it's available to him, the kingdom of heaven. The second is someone who is searching for that. He's looking for it. She's looking for it in their life every day. And when they find that pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it to make sure he has it. Again, Jesus is helping us to understand that the kingdom of heaven needs to be the most valuable thing in our life, what we are looking for the most. In today's world, it can be so difficult. We're so distracted by social media and constant news cycle and information overload that it can be hard for us to stop and really think about the kingdom of heaven as the big picture in our lives. But what this scripture is telling us is that at the end of the age, the angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. This scripture is telling us that there's a reality of heaven and there's a reality of hell. And Jesus wants us to be very clear in our lives that we should be looking for, searching for, thankful for finding that there is a kingdom of heaven. And that should be the most important thing. I read a, um, I read a, a, an article uh, some time ago here in my work at Integrity Restored that one of the most dangerous things we can do in our life as a believer, as a Christian, as a Catholic, as a follower, is that we can start to forget the eternal. We can start to forget that we have a choice to make. When we discover that we can enter God's kingdom, we have a choice. We can see that treasure and just go back to our old way of life, our actions, our habits, or we can see that kingdom for what it truly is. A kingdom of peace and love, forgiveness, a kingdom of mercy, freedom, 
a kingdom of joy, ultimately. And we need to want to be part of that kingdom more than anything else, because that is going to dictate how we live our lives. In my work here at Integrity Restored, dealing with pornography and sexual addiction, that love, that forgiveness, that that freedom, the mercy, that healing, that is part of the kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. And we certainly should want to be a part of that. You know, one of the things in this parable is Jesus wants to make us clear to, to us that Jesus wants us to know. He wants us to understand in simple terms that this is available to us, to everyone. He just wants us to understand that nothing in our life, wealth, possessions, toys, compares to how valuable the kingdom of heaven is. He wants you to know that you are loved by an incredible father who loves you as his son and daughter. And he wants to make this place available. If you do belong to this, I think Jesus wants us to know we already have the greatest treasure. And it's a free treasure given to us by God in his love. And so why wouldn't we make this the most important decision every day? When we wake up in the morning and we give thanks for waking up again, do we also give thanks for being part of this kingdom? Do we search for it every day a little bit more and a little bit more? Even if we were like the man in the field and it came to us unbidden, unsearched for, now we have it. And shouldn't we be looking to go deeper? The treasure that Jesus is talking about in this parable has no limits. He wants it to grow. He wants it to grow in us, and he wants it to grow in everyone we meet, everyone we talk to. And so do they see that when they speak to us, that we know we are part of this kingdom of heaven, that we trust completely in that fact? Do they know these people we meet? that we are a beloved son or daughter of God. It's really important to reflect that back to people because that is how they too will get to know the importance of this treasure. In the uh, verse before the gospel, Romans eight twenty-eight this week, we're told, brothers and sisters, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he, knew, he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among other many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. 
and those he called he justified, and those he justified he also glorified. This scripture verse, Romans 8, verses 28 to 30, is so important, I think, because, again, in my work here in Integrity Restored, I deal with uh, people who are struggling with pornography or sexual addiction, families who are dealing with it uh, in their lives, wives who are suffering from betrayal trauma due to their husband's addiction, parents who are trying to navigate um, protecting and taking care of their children. This line is so important to me, this scripture verse, and I think of it all the time. We know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. We all have struggles. We all have sins. We all have failings. But yet, when we start to work for the kingdom, when we start to strive for the kingdom, when we start to look for the kingdom in our lives every day, all those things, even those sufferings, those failings, those habits, well, they all can be working for good because those for those who love God. Even our struggles, even our difficulties, God can use them for good, ladies and gentlemen. So many of the men and, and wives I've worked with over these eight years in this ministry have now been healed and really thrown off the bonds of this slavery, of this addiction. And now they're helping other people. They're bringing that hope and that mercy and that healing and that recovery to others. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. So above all else, love God. Make sure you have a kingdom mindset. Make sure we want that more than anything else in our life, more than any riches or wealth or comfort even. The kingdom of heaven in this parable for us now today in our daily lives means that we have to follow Christ. Christ as the head of the church. That was from Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas says the kingdom of heaven in this parable means you follow Christ as the head of the church. And we must, in order to do that, desire the heavenly things, not the things of this world. Now, as human beings, we're always going to desire often what we don't have. We're always, unfortunately, going to desire more. There's an interesting phenomenon that happens. Uh, in the spiritual life, is that the more we start to focus on wanting the things of heaven, the more we start desiring heavenly things in our life every day, 
the less important those other things become. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to desire to be comfortable. It's wrong to desire to have money or to go on vacations. No, 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 no. None of that is wrong. What can be wrong is when those things become more important than our desiring of the kingdom of heaven. When our church fathers talked about this, they talked about it in a way that kind of made it even more full for us so that it wasn't just our desire to get to heaven, but also our desire to live heaven here in our daily lives. We know that's impossible, but we also know that we want to bring that treasure, that thought to others. So Jesus talks about Every scribe instructed in the kingdom of heaven brings forth out of his treasure new things and old. This is important because that means he's sharing them with others. He's sharing this message of the kingdom of heaven. And it, and it represents the fact that we have this truth now. We have this knowledge we have this desire, and we need to share that. It is the most important thing that we should be doing. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not always easy uh, for us to do that. We have, we have jobs, we have families, we have lives, we have responsibilities. But some of it is just trying to live each day with that kingdom mentality, with that kingdom desire with that joy of knowing that we have this truth, that we have this ability. One of the things um, that, that really struck me, I just saw the movie Sound of Freedom. I thought it was, uh, well, I saw it when it first came out on July 5th, actually. Uh, and I had the pleasure of having the director and writer on our Integrity Restored podcast. And this man has um, suffered much in his personal life. He's lost his dad and his brother uh, to a horrible, horrible crime. He has uh, written and directed this movie that sat around for years, nobody willing to pick it up. And the one thing he said helped him through all of that is getting up every morning, reading scripture, doing his daily meditation, and focusing on the bigger picture. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of heaven is the bigger picture. It's not something we can see on Facebook. It's not something we can see on Instagram. Very, very often, it is not something we could see depicted in our own families or jobs or lives. But the kingdom of heaven is real. 
The kingdom of heaven needs to be our biggest desire, our ultimate goal. The kingdom of heaven needs to be the most important thing we think about each day. And for this gentleman, and you can always go check out the Integrity Restored podcast. Uh, You can find the video of the interview on YouTube, or you can find the audio uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. When you start your day with that recognition, when you start your day with that mindset, it will start to carry over in all that you do. It will start to influence how you think about your day and your struggles and your joys, your difficulties and your successes, all through the lens of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but after sharing this with you, meditating on it before I got on as the guest host this week, I feel strongly it's going to change how I start my day, how I conduct myself during my day. And I'm just so thankful to the Holy Spirit and to our Lord Jesus, and obviously to God the Father, for allowing me to spend this time with you to dive into this scripture and for it really um, to change me. And that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to strive for, to desire, to love the idea of the kingdom of heaven. He wants us to know that it's attainable. He has prepared a place for us. And he told the apostles, if it were not true, I would not have told you. In my father's house, I have prepared a place for you. We need to hold on to that with all that we have. We need to desire that with all that we are. And we need to share that with this broken world who is struggling so desperately to understand what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening this week. I'm Jim O'Day, the Executive Director of Integrity Restored, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. And this has been Reflections from the Heart. God bless you all. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation 
by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.